Hello, my name is Reverend Seth Nelson, and I am the pastor of Faith Lutheran Church in Ronan, Montana. Join in weekly to hear the good news of God's love proclaimed over your life. You can follow us on Podbean and iTunes. God bless you this day. Grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, it's, yeah, it was kind of a long week last week. I'm sure many of you noticed my absence. and As I mentioned, I, I feel like I'm still recovering from uh, all the many hours on the road and sleeping on various church floors on our service learning trip to Denver. Facebook reminded me that the last of these trips we uh, was our trip to San Francisco that we took six years ago. It's been a, it's been a minute. Uh, a lot has happened in between, but grateful to be back at it. I was especially glad that we got to stop at uh, the, my internship church in Laramie, Wyoming on the way at Trinity Lutheran Church. Got to just happen that night. They were having a uh, Bible study with my internship committee uh, supervisor. I got to chat with him. And we even got to stay in the Rohr Fellowship Hall, named after Carl Rohr. No, I'm just kidding. It's named after his brother. <laughs> but it is named after his brother, who is my supervisor. So, According to him, I think he was rolling in his grave a little bit to see this big sign with his name on it. But uh, between Carl and I, maybe we can talk whether this is a false humility on his brother's behalf or not. I don't know. <laughs> I think he secretly reveled in the fact that they named the room after him. But um, anyway, it was good to be back and see them and uh, important, uh, kind of remembering an important step on my journey into the ministry. Uh, from there, we made it down to the Denver, down to Denver the next day, and uh, almost as we are, were to our first ministry site, the uh, tire pressure gauge on my car started going off, and uh, within less than 10 miles, I lost about 30 psi of, of pressure and was getting dangerously close to going fully flat on the roadway. I've had several nails over the years, uh, but I hadn't lost tire pressure quite that quickly. Fortunately, we were able with, you know, like 10 PSI, at least according to the gauge left, to just roll into a tire shop right there, and he was able to change it out. Turns out that the culprit uh, was uh, not like a tiny nail, but was actually this bolt right here. <laughs> Uh, had made it into my tire. I don't know how this thing pierced my tire even, but it was lodged deep in there and the guy took a wrench and got it out and everything. Fortunately, we were able to roll in um, and get the whole thing replaced and we're not actually interrupted very long, even though I do still need to make a point, an appointment with Don Adson to, to get my tire all repaired and whatnot. Uh, from there, we were able to uh, work with Holy Kicks, and like I mentioned, they gave out shoes. Uh, and then the next day, we helped with uh, Denver Rescue Mission and making all sorts of meals. And uh, then we also met with the Rose Andam Center and learned about violence within the greater Denver area and all that they do to help. I was shocked to find out that they only have 27 beds for the whole Denver area. Uh, for, for women and families of domestic abuse. I'm pretty sure Safe Harbor has like 10 to 15 or something like that. So a town of our size almost has half of the uh, beds available for victims of violence like that. 
So uh, anyway, I was very encouraged along the way. And then, of course, the next days we uh, went to the amusement park and uh, the Meow Wolf uh, art installation was pretty cool. Um, and uh, not insignificant, we went to church. Uh, we worshipped with the community that, uh, that we stayed at. I didn't think anything of it uh, as a Lutheran pastor now, about half of our clergy are women. Uh, but several in our group had never heard a woman preach. Uh, the woman was, who was the pastor there was, was preaching. And uh, it was very powerful for uh, especially several of the, the girls and women in our group um, to hear from the pulpit the gospel preached through the voice of a woman. And uh, I was especially humbled, too, that the pastor had cancer uh, or is, is going through treatment and had lost her hair. And to hear the hope of Jesus Christ preached from somebody facing uh, death like that was very powerful for me. Um, <clears throat> but uh, perhaps one of the most significant service opportunities we had was our first one. And I'm very grateful that uh, we were not waylaid by a, a, a tire, you know. Uh, perhaps it was a demonic scheme or something that was overcome by the spare, <laughs> a spare tire in our, our wheel well there. But um, this, uh, this ministry, Holy Kicks, is, uh, at least was started as a Lutheran ministry. Uh, the, the pastor, Tig Taylor, um, has started the ministry when he lost his wife uh, 20, in, unexpectedly in 2019. He was serving at a church outside of Colorado Springs, and as he shared with me, he just could not keep uh, carrying uh, the weight of the congregation mourning the loss of his wife. He couldn't carry their grief for them anymore, and he needed a change. And so what he wanted, he felt called to uh, minister on the streets, uh, to do, to totally change things. And, um, and uh, I, he was sharing that he was talking with his neighbors and, and Aurora. It's on uh, Colfax, if you're familiar with the Denver area. Uh, many of the homeless population, many addicts, many people uh, down and out um, find their way on Colfax in one way or another. And uh, he's called to this ministry of handing out shoes, which I was informed of this and thought this is like a little wonky. Um, why, why do people need shoes so much, right? Like, is it, is it that big of a deal compared to food or shelter or other services that people might need? But he was inspired to it uh, he, by working with people. And I think he just randomly had handed some out on his own to his poor neighbors. And I was very impressed with Ty because he lives in the area. He lives in the neighborhood that he serves. Even though potentially, you know, his job in Colorado Springs paid decently and he could live elsewhere. It's powerful that he planted himself in a neighborhood and lives around those who have the needs that he is ministering to. Uh, instead of just sweeping in from the suburbs and doing his thing and leaving, he's there amongst the people. Now this area is not, this neighborhood was not an easy place to live. He shared that, uh, like, I think it was a month ago, his neighbor was murdered in this, right next door to his house. There was another person who was murdered on the sidewalk right out in front of his place. Um, and he, he was telling, we were in the park, he was like, just, we were just like a block away from where all this is happening. And so we're like freaking out here about all this murders and death that go down in the neighborhood. But we were okay, guys, we were okay. But, uh, 
Um, but more than that, he had this vision that uh, he was talking with somebody and he'd given these shoes out. And uh, the, the idea of walking with people, of literally walking with people and walking in their shoes. He had this vision that as he hands out these shoes, that these are the footsteps of God himself. The footsteps of God are among the poor and are walking with the poor. And the ministry of uh, making sure that people have socks and shoes is the ministry of literally walking alongside people as Jesus would have us walk amongst the least in our midst. So what we did is we went to this apartment uh, or kind of this old hotel that is used by many folks as an apartment. Some people are shorter stays and some people have lived there for years. And we planted our, uh, we just kind of hung out there for a couple hours and gave shoes to people in need. And I was amazed to hear all these stories and these relationships that were created uh, in the couple hours we were there. We met all sorts of characters. Uh, one guy was particularly shady. Um, <laughs> and uh, he kept coming back for more shoes and we saw him uh, trying to sell, sell them for like 10 bucks around the corner or something like that. <laughs> But uh, others, uh, their, their genuine need was, was present. One woman shared that uh, she'd had shoes, but they had been stolen by her neighbor. And she had, all she had was rain boots on from the last place that they moved. And other people were just genuinely grateful. We had great conversations. And uh, Tig was particularly impressed by our group. Uh, I think he gets a lot of groups from um, people, maybe some more well-to-do areas and things like that. And, and a lot of the kids are kind of standoffish and don't know how to engage, but our kids got right in there and started handing stuff out right away. And I was very impressed with their ability to get on the ground, you know, kind of quite literally, and just handing out shoes to help people and walk with them. And it was powerful too. There was another food ministry called Jesus on Colfax that was feeding people right next to us. So we joined together and it was like in the same space. Uh, the, the pastor who was leading that ministry had actually attended uh, Montana State University in Bozeman and uh, uh, had studied architecture of all things there, but as my wife and I know, he graduated in 2009 and that was a tough time to be a graduate and so eventually discerned himself out of architecture and into ministry. And he also had a call story where he was at a booming mega church in the greater Denver area, but he felt called by God. He felt called by God to be on the streets and to be walking with the homeless in, in powerful ways. And I was humbled by both Tyg and this other pastor and to see how their hearts had been moved. Their hearts had been moved by the love of God uh, himself. And he had been moved, uh, he and his family uh, had been moved to just be on the ground, be on the streets, really moving with the people as the needs of our world called them to. So I was grateful for the whole experience and all the ways that uh, not only did we participate in the good, participate in the good in the world, but we were also given a bigger, more expansive uh, vision of who our neighbors are, how they lived. I, I was kind of astounded to hear from Tig that many people on the streets, uh, their average lifespan is, uh, many of them die in their 30s and if they make it past 50. Um, that's like one of the longest lives you can imagine, which is, is very different from all the poverty and hardship and stress that they encounter on a, on a regular basis. 
Um, that, that was new to me. Uh, that was different than you know, we live uh, in small town in rural America. And it, I was uh, struck by a reading from Jeremiah, where Jeremiah talks about this, uh, this kind of word of God burning within him, that he can't help but prophesy. He couldn't help but prophesy. Um, and uh, for, it says, For the word of the Lord has become for me a reproach and a derision all day long. If I say I will not mention him or speak any more in his name, then there is within me there is something like a burning fire shut up in my bones. I am weary with holding it in, and I cannot. That is like the mission of God I saw on the streets of Denver. Moving in the hearts of people that could do otherwise, possibly. Maybe had reason to do otherwise. And yet God compelled them forward. God pushed them. Like a fire burning in their bones to keep helping, to keep serving, to keep working for justice, love, and hope in this world. There are many reasons to despair on the streets of Denver. But there is also a burning of God. There's like a hope there that it was alive and well. And I was grateful that we could come alongside it and participate in the good, if only for a couple days. May we all keep leaning forward, serving, reaching out, and acting, and just keep participating in that good and showing love to our neighbors again and again, a day after day, wherever in the world we may be. And may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen. I hope that you have enjoyed this week's sermon podcast. If you would like to hear more, read my blog, or get a copy of my book called The Church Unknown, go to www.revsethnelson.com. If you feel called to support our ministry, I invite you to go to our church's website at flcronan.org and click on the Offerings tab. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord's face shine on you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace.